0: Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. Justin and John here. Trade Day as well, or Trade Deadline Day. There was a time when we used to do live shows on this day, and then there was a very long time where nothing ever happened, so it was so lame to do a show to talk about nothing. Right, Seinfeld? Anyway, all I'm getting at is at least something happened today. You may not be super pumped about what happened, and we're gonna get into it now. But at least something happened. Um, is it enough to get the Celtics over the hump? I don't. I don't think so. Uh, East is strong, John. East is strong, and I was kind of getting excited for Aaron Gordon. Didn't happen. I do like. Let me let me say this. I had kind of like watched Mo Wagner. Uh, in the several games that we played. And I was like, he's kind of, you know, he's pretty good, you know. And so I'm not uh, I'm not bummed out about that, especially knowing that Tice was headed to unrestricted free agency in the off season. I do have to take my hat off to the man, though. Um, he deserves lots of props. Yeah. But I also really like Evan Fournier. And the only downside to that is that traded player exception is – Uh, largely used up and so if he walks when his when his contract is up at the end of the year you really didn't get a whole lot for it trying to save a season that honestly this isn't enough to save so why use something like that i know we're going to be looking at buyouts pretty soon and i'll let you take it from
1: there buddy (laughs) thanks i think uh yeah you know i mean just to okay let's let's kind of compartmentalize this a bit right um in, in a vacuum, in a vacuum, uh, and looking at the basketball side of it, I like the addition of Evan Fournier. I like him. I, I like the fact that he's a shooter. I like the fact that he's, he's got playmaking ability. I like the fact that he's a three-level scorer. I think that he can take a lot of heat off of Jason and Jalen. I think that, that um, the burden that those guys were carrying over the last three months was really impacting so much of what they do in other areas. Defense, frankly, eventually they're scoring, they're moving off the ball. Yeah, Jason just looks sluggish. It, yeah, I mean, you know, and, I, and there are times when they look good, and there's times when they kind of just fall apart, you know, and so, uh, or they just don't have it. So I like on the basketball side, just on the basketball side, um, I like I like that. Um, I don't like the fact that they walked out of the trade deadline without that kind of swing, small forward, power forward. Um, you want to say you're going to move Jason and Jalen up to those positions? Okay. I'm, I'm listening, but I wanted to have somebody who's going to take that beating so that there's more energy left for Jalen and Jason. Now, if you want to say, well, there's more offense, you know, more offensive burden that they don't have to carry, you know they're probably better defenders than anybody they would acquire Aaron Gordon included but i think that that just in terms of the basketball side of it you know it was it was good it could have been better um the problem i have with with what was what happened today uh and, oh, and i should say the cost to get at least in terms of picks the cost wasn't that bad right you know two number, two number 2s for a guy who's starter quality ish you know a, f- a fifth man you and know a, and a player that. that
0: just wasn't fitting in and it opens up yeah. more minutes for Pritchard and Smart there's going to be right. a crunch on that anyway that's okay
1: right i mean you know you 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 taking Teague out you're taking i mean it's it it kind of the 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 lineup makes a little bit more sense tonight than it did you know this morning so that's good Uh, The problem to me is you really didn't solve the problems that the team has. And as you said, the big thing about going into this trade deadline, I thought, was you need to get somebody who's going to be here a bit, who's going to be a a core piece. I'm not saying that they're going to be a third star. You know, we're saying, you know, Kemba's kind of falling off and you're going to get that third guy and you can trade off Kemba, and now this is the third star. I I thought that was probably not really realistic. I thought they needed to get somebody kind of in the Fournier world, but the biggest issue is it's the contract. The contract, the contract, the contract. And I just have very little confidence right now in the Celtics in being able to read the market, in being able to understand what a guy's going to get on the market, and to be able to plan for it. I mean, I'm just... You know, I don't and maybe I'm I'm taking what I saw last, but I'm going with Hayward, I'm looking at Horford, I'm looking at you could say, you know, Kyrie. Uh those were instances where the sellers misread the market, less so Kyrie, and it ended up biting them in the ass big time. Big, big, big time. Um, you know, smart, that one worked out. So maybe they're better at the mid level, so this will work out for Fournier. But uh I'm concerned that they use the TPE for somebody who's going to expire in three months. And it's only two picks to do it, but it's really four picks, the four number twos. It's really and the it
0: traded is, player exception. That's it's all it enough. comes down to. Could they Could they have used it more? I mean, would you rather have Miles Turner? Would you rather have Gordon Hayward? Maybe not Gordon Hayward. You know, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no, just because of the fit question marks like we've had the whole time. But you definitely would rather have Miles Turner, wouldn't you?
1: Well, I see. I don't know if that was how real that ever was. I keep, you know, we. Oh, so you're
0: debating whether that's real? I see.
1: I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm just not sure. You know, we all assume it, and I just I've yet to hear from Indiana or you know. You know, everyone's saying, well, this, this was going to happen. So, I, you know, I'm just – the India thing I'm a little bit more reticent about. I think there's a real good question, though, about the, Hay- the, the the Hayward signing, right? So if if you're going to be in this spot with Kemba, and maybe, you know, in November, you don't know what Kemba's going to be, you know, that he's going to look like this in March. Okay. But if if you're going to have to make some decisions here – um and you're going to be in that spot in the summer of, whatever we are, 2021, you know, <laughs> you just pay the man and say, look, bye Kemba. I mean, that's really where we're at right now. The Kemba signing is the one that's really mucking up the works. You know, if Kemba is great, how good, are the, how good is this team? Uh, is Kemba's fit good enough for this team long run? You know, those are all questions I think you and I are going to be talking about here for the next couple months about what to do and where to go. But perhaps the best fit was to say no, we get, we keep the third the third uh, swingman, and we go with it. I don't think I think in the end they could find somebody, and I think they found somebody who was good. But my thought was it was going to be like a like an Aaron Gordon or like a Harrison Barnes. I thought that's the deal that you could have made, and. You know, maybe I misread the market, but it just seems like that's the concern: is that they never filled. I, I don't need Aaron. I didn't need you know Gordon Hayward. I needed somebody a, a step down from that, and I think this, the team could have succeeded quite well with it. But the problem is, is I think they went two steps down, and and it's and it's in a short term deal, a really short term deal.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to make a play to re-sign him or it's just going to be more question marks about what they did there, you know. Um like why bother? That's the the question is why bother? So unless you're keeping them long term, why bother making the move? That's that's the that's really what it all boils down to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why did you even do it if you're not keeping them and, and 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 you know what? Like they could they could turn it around and go on fire but That's why I tweeted what I tweeted today about Kemba. You know, it does seem to be – he's just not hitting his clutch shots. He's still able to put up some points, but he's not hitting the clutch ones. He's a liability on D. And and it's the fourth quarter stuff. He can't carry it. You know, he can't carry it the way that Isaiah Thomas did. I mean, even Kyrie, as much as it was flawed, him hogging it the way he was and never – but we have the same offense right now, stagnant, no ball movement, Kemba, high pick and roll, get to the side. Jason Tatum, high pick and roll, get to the side. I get so excited when Jalen tries to dribble into the paint and loses the handle because I'm like, well, at least somebody tried. Ah! So true. So true. And it's just weird, dude. The whole thing is – I honestly am falling asleep watching the games, and it's happened to me before, but it always happens when they don't move the ball. It's freaking boring. And, and then – For them to go into overtime the other night in a late game, uh, yeah, I didn't even make it, dude. I went to bed. like It felt like it was slipping away, but it just didn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're a mediocre club right now. And and I see all the other sulky ones out there that are like me right now in this moment, sulking about the way the team is playing. But there's still a ton of potential. I'm willing to fall asleep in the fourth quarter for the rest of this season and just kind of keep an eye on what's going on. If I know... Well, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to do it anyway. But it, it would be a lot easier to sleep at night during the fourth quarter if there was some hope in the offseason a little bit to balance it um, or they made a bigger splash now so that we knew that, oh, this is it. This is getting us over the hump. They're going to make a run. They're still a dark horse candidate, but they got a shot. But I just... Again, don't see it. And if you don't see it, why did you use the TPE? And and I really thought they would trade Kemba, to be honest with you. I really did. I thought it's so obvious it's disjointed. Not because he's a bad dude, though. I still love Kemba. Mm-hmm. Not trying to kick him out of town. It just doesn't seem like it's working. And Marcus Smart, in my opinion, that's the guy I want the ball in. I mean, look at it. They're already doing it. He's already bringing the ball up and they're doing that Isaiah Thomas thing with Kemba Walker where he's totally off the ball all the time. That's that's a kiss of death for an undersized point guard on a Boston Celtics team
1: right there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're dead. Well, I, I yeah, okay. So, I mean, I, I think that you're right about the smart piece. You know, I think that, for, for Marcus Smart to maximize his value as a player, he needs to be the team's point guard. For Marcus Smart to be, uh, you know, he, he needs to show a lot of growth in that area, though. I mean, shot selection, shot selection, shot, shot selection. He's the best passer on the team. Uh, and he's the most willing to understand the need to do other things, but he has to find a way to figure out the shot selection issue. If he ever could, he's the, he's the ideal guard next to Tatum and Brown, you know? Um, And that's why I was really not so excited about moving on from him. And, and it's, you know, I guess having to deal with the Kemba issue in the summer, because you're going to have to, you're going to have to choose at the very least, if not deal with both. So why not, you know, alleviate the issue? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, but but I understand yeah. that it takes a lot of draft picks to get rid of Kemba at this point. He doesn't look good. I mean, the best thing for the Boston that's Celtics so right now is that he goes off and, you know, he's a positive asset again. You know, that's the that's the best the Celtics can hope for over the next 3 months. And it's probably not likely, but and, and like you, I should say, I'm not like Get him out of here I think he's a great dude, I think he's a hell of a player um I think that you know there's you know, still a chance he'll rebound absolutely but he has to change how he wants to play how he how he plays yeah. like that's the that's the thing to me is like he has to be a different guy on offense defensively I think he's gonna be who he's gonna be I think he does what he can um but offensively he's got to change. He's got to be much more about facilitation, much more about trying to get guys in their spots and trying to, you know, move off the ball. And I mean, he's got to be much more of that type of player than he has been. And that's, that's, you know, old dogs, new tricks type deal. But if he figures it out, that's great. He still is making too much money. (laughs) So even if he does figure it out, I'm not sure there's a spot for him here long-term. Um, I and that's Terry. That's sad thing. I miss Terry. Oh, but you know, that's again, that's another situation. The so it's perhaps reading the market wrong. $19 million a year. Right. Uh, we're all laughing about it. I mean, I'm sure yeah. I've got tweets up the wazoo saying, "Oh, geez, what a 19 million. You know, I don't know if I would have given him 12 and he's making us all look stupid. Making you know, Hayward, making thirty. Now, again, those guys wouldn't have had those those opportunities here uh that they have in Charlotte. But you I mean I agree with you. I mean Terry Rozier would be a great fit right here,
0: right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and the other thing about Terry at that like we wouldn't have had Kemba, right? It was all how that played out. Right.
1: Right. That's and exactly it, you right. Just
0: look at what he's doing right now. He would have slotted right in. They all earned it that po- that postseason. They all came fighting, like scratching, clawing, without friggin' idiot man.
1: But well, what well, well, and... we don't. We also don't know if he would have come back. Like it, he was the one most wanting to get the hell out of Boston, talking openly, you know, going on first stake. I'm out of here. You know, it's it's messed up. It's screwed up. It's you know now. What we don't know, what you and I don't know, is how much of that was salvageable. If he returns, then does does Horford return? Now that's another interesting. You gotta kind think of it's, what if.
0: yeah. You gotta think it's salvageable if they say Terry, you're our starting point guard, and we're getting rid of this cancer. you uh, you gotta
1: think. I mean, I don't know. I just it felt like, I don't know. What, I mean, I think it deserves. That is the nexus point out of everything. I mean, there's two of them. There's Hayward breaking his his leg, and then there's after the 19 playoffs when everything falls apart.
0: Yeah, when you didn't have either of the big stars and this group of young guys who are pulling together, you know, totally Brad's wheelhouse, got all cranked around. And I got to think, some of these young guys, you know, that hits them hard. You know, they haven't seen all the... You hear about it all the time, you know. Even Isaiah Thomas didn't really. Yeah, I, there were definitely hard feelings, but he also said it's a business. I get it. It's a business. It's what it. It's what it is. If you want to be in the NBA, but younger guys who haven't gone through it, haven't watched the rosters turn over and gotten traded a thousand different places and everything else, it's got to have an impact on them. It just does.
1: Yeah. No, I, no, it it does. I, I just, you know, you get to the end of that season where the, the keys were kind of taken from the kids in 18 after 18, it's given back to Kyrie and, and a Gordon who wasn't really himself yet. And it was a problem. Now that's kind of, that's part of the frustration to me of today is I look at that season and I don't know if there was a way to salvage that. I don't know if they could have looked to Kyrie and said, look, are you coming back or not? And if he says, I'm not, he doesn't really commit to it. And you already know things were going the way they were going with, with Davis, that you just say, all right, let's get him out of here and and try to get what we can out of that. And that's part of this issue is they got nothing for Kyrie. They got nothing for Hayward. They got nothing for, for Horford. And they all walked. And yes, the cap space turned into to Kyrie, or excuse me, into Kemba through a sign and trade that got rid of of Rozier. But you really got four guys that walked out, and really nobody came back. Now you still would have a cap problem. That you know, if you take Kyrie, if you take uh, Kemba out, and you put in uh, in his place, you put 19 million for Terry Rozier. You're still sixteen million dollars under and, and yeah, that coincidentally uh, is about what you need to sign Evan Fournier, but you know, there's there still would be an issue here in terms of cap. Eventually that was gonna be an issue. But you wouldn't how would you feel right now if, if Rosier and and Jalen and Jason and, and Marcus were your, your foursome? You'd probably feel a whole lot better about it, right? And you still would have Time Lord. You'd still have Romeo and, and you know, whatever your bench is right now. Justin, you're I can't hear you, man.
0: Oh, sorry. There you go. I said I'd feel pretty <laughs> good about it, and I said it three times. So third time's a charm. Well,
1: there you go. Now we really know
0: you. Feel yeah, dude, I'd feel really good about it. Yeah. I definitely didn't like watching Terry go. I just didn't. But yeah. I don't know that I complained about it much on this show, and 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 a lot of it had to do with Kemba. You know, I love Kemba. I do. The, I'm not really gonna knock him. I just. You know, it might it just might be a little washed up, dude. And it's just so too bad. But that's the reason. How long have I been saying, go the youth, go the youth? I'd rather just watch the youth develop. You know, the youth doesn't get bum knees. Well they do, but and and Gordon with the ankle, he was pretty young when the ankle happened. But I kind of feel like this team has been jinxed ever since Isaiah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's hard to argue. Um, it's just been a what?
0: weird mojo around it.
1: Yeah, but you know what? What does that? Mean? I mean, yes, I, it, doesn't, totally, mean it, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's not objective. Yes. It doesn't feel good. It just doesn't <laughs> you know? feel good. Yeah. Right. I mean, after I remember after Isaiah's hip, you still are picking Jason Tatum, trading the three trade number one number three, and getting Jason Tatum and a future one. So, which eventually became Romeo Langford. So, it's not, you know, it's not over, over. Um, in terms uh, of, way. No, probably the one, the one way, it's probably but the one mistake in, that did but happen.
0: You've been talking about this the whole time. Let's invest in the young guys. Yeah. You know, let's do it. Yeah. And so, I, well, I agree. Let's do world. it. I've been saying it forever, ever, but you were saying it this season. Why won't he play the young guys?
1: Yeah. Right. I've changed my Twitter handle to play the kids, Brad, you know, um, it's just, the problem is, is that this is a, this was a doc and Danny thing. We, we had had bull Pat on and bull Pat talked about how Danny really wanted doc to play Tony Allen and he wouldn't play Tony Allen. And it was kind of an issue, but it wasn't an issue. And I, I feel like that's kind of some of these moves today, clearing out some of those guys, uh, you know, the Teagues and the uh, uh, and the, you know, that to me is you got to play, you got to play Peyton Pritchard, you got to play Bob Romeo Langford, you got to play yeah. yeah. Right I mean, he's Danny is like, I'm taking away the binky. You, you got to play these guys, and I think that that's. That's an issue. I I think it's been an issue all along. And I I think part of the reason we're in this spot uh, today and not being able to make a move for uh, Aaron Gordon is that let's assume all that stuff went the way it did. There's still a way it was a way to salvage it. But we had, what, three picks two years ago. We had three picks last year, right? Um, And how many rotation players do we have out of that? Right now. Zero. Right? It takes time for them to be
0: rotation players, too. Sure. But especially for Brad. Yeah. That's,
1: I mean, that's, that's kind of my say, point. You know, Desmond Bain out there killing it. Sadiq Bey killing it. Playing for teams that are arguably worse than the Celtics. But those guys are getting opportunity. They're working through their mistakes. We get This is year three of Time Lord, and he's just finally getting a spot in the rotation. Well, and... Right? If
0: the team was playing really well, then you could justify it. It's when they're not playing well that it's then like, why can't you live through the mistakes with the guys that you're trying to develop that are talented? And instead, you're choosing to live through the mistakes of the veterans who are supposed to come in here and be consistent and put the, you know. So let me ask you a couple of questions, then, okay? So like, Teague was easy to let go. Um, he did us a little bit of a favor by lighting it up, you know, on his way out. He did, had some performances, um, and you, you know, part of me wonders, oh, was he finally getting it right, you know? But it still, still didn't matter. I'd, I'd still rather play Peyton Pritchard and give him the minutes anyway and see what we got there. And he's such a good shooter. But then, but, the, but here's here's my question: Tristan Thompson stayed. And I've seen a super mixed bag with him on Twitter. And then, of course, the whole drama about him, you know, causing locker room problems. But I don't, you know, I'm not even talking about that. I'm literally just saying he provides, like, rebounding, etc. There's There's things that he can do and matchups that he can take that nobody else on the team, you know, is suited to take. and And probably including Mo Wagner, but I haven't. We'll have to watch him play with us. I've seen him play against us. I need to watch him with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you but are you are you kind of like Tristan Thompson doesn't fit, or now that Tice is gone and
1: I I think it'll be interesting to see. I don't think we've really seen the Tristan Thompson that we signed. To be honest, you know, first of all, he started off slow, right? So before everyone had COVID problems and, you know, all the nonsense, uh, you know, we're playing double bigs, and he's out of shape. Which is so ugly. I mean, right. I still don't
0: understand why we didn't, I mean, we did go small, but it was just so ugly because we're so super small. Right. Fournier does help with that.
1: Totally. I mean, Jared Jared Weiss wrote up a real nice thing today. Jared's been killing it, by the way. Great job, Jared Weiss. Um they you know, they can go they can play their their best five lineup again. You know, you can play Fournier and you can put smart as your five. <laughs> and uh, you know, you can do that if you wanted to. Um but where was I going with that? Shoot. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Tristan uh, Thompson, not Tristan, the player
0: we signed.
1: Tristan, I, I think yeah, I mean basically you've you've taken away double banks from from Mark, from uh, Brad, but what you've also done in that process, I think, is you've created the spacing offensively that we just have lacked on so many different occasions. And I also think that makes Tristan Thompson look better. Because I think that having, even though Tice was sp- the spacer of the two, he's, they're not going to give him as much room as he could. So, I, you know, I think that there is more that we can see out of Tristan Thompson. The problem I have with that move is that you know, yes, you get some cost certainty next year, and maybe you can't you can't count on the fact that Tice would get less than what Thompson was getting. But there's some issues right now that I've seen on online about are the Celtics actually under the tax or not, or are they far enough under the tax to be able to sign somebody for that 15th spot or not? So, Danger Card and and Keith Smith are kind of like I'm not so sure. But Jared's reporting is like, yeah, they're going to pursue somebody, which would take them over the tax, according to Keith and and, and uh, you know Ryan Bernardoni. So we'll have to see how that shakes out. But I can't imagine they're going to open a 14th slot and then, oh, we're not going to sign something for it. There's clearly a need there to sign people, whether you want to say it's, you know, Aldridge, you say it's Drummond or, you know, my hope, which is Otto Porter. Uh, there's often yeah, I saw
0: there, that. Otto Porter would – I'd say they could get two. I mean, how much would it cost them to cut Luke Cornett? Probably nothing.
1: Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I don't know. Like, there's the whole, there's Cornett and then there's Mo Wagner. and how, now, I think Mo Wagner stays. Shit.
0: I think he fits. I think that, you know, he's a younger you guy. Serious? He's yep. a hustle guy. He definitely provided Washington with a lot of energy. And knowing you're going to lose Tice, you know, they probably almost look at that like, it's a wash. It's not a wash because Tice's experience in the system, but Wagner's probably less likely to foul out. He's a little bit stronger, um, and I think he's a little bit – he's quite a bit taller, isn't he? How tall is Wagner? Yeah,
1: no, I think 6'10"? He's, he's 6'9". He's like 6'9", I think. I think he's about the same same size, roughly. Uh, but, you know, I, yeah, I mean, look, he's not as good as Daniel 6'11". Tice. Is he? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I That's knew he looking. was bigger. I, think he was that much but I, I don't think he's that much bigger, but I don't speaking, think he's you that. You want to know big. why
0: you don't think he's bigger? Why? Because when you look at him, you see Jerebko. No, we
1: not No, I don't think so. I don't see Jerebko.
0: You don't see a little bit of that—that that German kind of? Or no, he was Swedish. <laughs> was Swedish, yeah. yeah,
1: Swedish Larry Bird, guess, man. Uh,
0: yeah, Swedish Larry <laughs> Bird, German. No wait, he was Swedish. <laughs>
1: So, <laughs> I, no, I mean, the thing with Wagner, look, I, I think what I like about Wagner is I think he plays a little bit like an asshole. And I think this team needs some of that. They need some attitude. I mean, I, I really think that they need somebody who's going to mix it up and, you know, not ask for permission. I, I think they, they're they too nice. I think this team is way too nice. I think that they they're... They let people walk all over them far too much, and they need an edge. And I think Wagner can be a little bit of that guy to play with an edge. So I'm on board with it. I I think it's fine to go get him. Um, I, I think he was a guy Danny was looking at when he came out in the draft. Um, pick twenty five. Yeah, they were. I'm trying to remember how that went in that draft. In it was it 18? eighteen? Eighteen. Yep. Yeah, I feel like he was kind of in that mix in eighteen. Um, I have to go back and look at the draft, but I felt like he was part of that where there was a whole bunch of guys that were kind of in that mix where um, you know they were kind of looking at just to see. Um, I have to go pull that up, but I think he was somebody that Danny had been looking at, and I think it's because he's got that kind of attitude to him, you know, and I think that that's. That's a big deal. Okay, so, yeah. So he was, oh, that's right. Yes. Okay, this is interesting. So he was picked 25th, and and, and Robert Williams was picked 27th. And he was a guy that was mocked to the Celtics often. Um, my guess is they probably, you know, if he doesn't go to L.A. at 25, maybe he's somebody him. they take. Yeah. So it worked out for the Celtics, you know. Um, and now and they big, got them both. Now you got them both, and and you got him for, you know, peanuts really. Um, but Tyson, we missed. I agree. I I think that's that's a, that's a that's a loss. But you know, for a team that needed less bigs, and uh, you know, you could throw Grant Williams in that mix. Frankly, um, uh, I think this space lost? the floor. Can he, well. Can he... <laughs> He's a 30% three-point shooter, I think. Yeah. Um. So you know, not. I don't think he's gonna set the world on fire with his, um, his three-point shooting. I mean, well, wait, hold on. Career, yeah, career, he's 302. This year, he's 310 or 31%. I mean, he only has 42 attempts this year. So, uh, but he's he's a he. You always know, he's kind of a rim runner, sort of. Although he's not, the, he can't really jump that well. Um. If he could ever shoot the ball, uh, he'd be he'd be an interesting, you know, kind of fit because, you know, he does mix it up. But, you know, look, I, I think that its attitude is what they need. They didn't send, send somebody in there to, you know, make some people pissed off. I think that's – I think he can do that. And, uh, you know, he's only making $2 million. So if they can hold on to him, great. If, you know, I think Cornette's gone and then – you know, what's interesting is... I this, think you're this, right. I think Cornett doesn't even, you yeah. know, last a week or two. What do you think about this this buyout information, the, the, the Drummond interest? Like, apparently that they're really interested in Drummond. What do you think about that? Because that's kind of out of left field to me. Well, I mean, I think he could definitely come in and
0: provide, you know, a lot of what Tristan Thompson does. <laughs> yeah. At least for us right now. So that's kind of the question mark for me. Um but you got to look at him as an upgrade over Thompson, right? Like substantial. Cuz the offense, um, well, the Cleveland offense.
1: certainly did, right? That's what <laughs> that's what happened, right? right? Cleveland got rid of <laughs> got rid of one to get the other, you know, so or to keep the other. Um yeah, I mean I, the, problem, the problem with Drummond is he's never as good as his stats seem to indicate. You know, he's kind of a net negative uh, for what he does. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I I think he's as a big body to go up against a guy like uh, Joel Embiid. I'm interested by it. I don't know what his, his, his uh, stats are uh, against him, but... You know, maybe that's... to see those splits, yeah. Yeah, um, I haven't pulled that up. let see if I can find that. But um, I just... Yeah, I, I'm just not... Um, uh, the the Tristan Thompson pieces, after all, like, the, the stuff that came out about the COVID protocols and all that, that's the thing that kind of, like, shakes my, makes me shake my head about it. Because to, to move on from Tice and then, you know... I mean, maybe you could just say the story's nonsense. Maybe that's the deal, right? Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's kind of it's kind of a weird situation because yesterday the deal was so like, um, <laughs> it was so you know. Did oh my Thompson God.
0: have an option? What's that? Does Thompson have an option for next um, year? Is it player or team? No, no. It's, I'm it's, sure there's it's one. Right
1: out. Straight okay. out two
0: years. Yeah. So, Oh, straight out two years. So that's the answer to your question. Right. They wanted salary relief, and that's why they wanted Tice.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's salary relief. Is it salary relief? Do they know that Tice would cost more next year? It, immediately, it's not, you know. Um. Yeah, but they might want to spend
0: the money in a different way, whatever they have available. Sure. Sure.
1: Okay, so here we go. But against each other, all right, uh, Joel Embiid averages, against Drummond, he averages 27, 10, uh, and 2, one and a half blocks. Um, of course, he won six games, uh, and Drummond won one in the seven games they played against each other. So. Um, So that's, you know, I wouldn't say that's uh, a really uh, holding him in check. This year they've only played once. (laughs) Yeah, no. Drummond had 27 and 9, and Bede had 20 and 8. And the Sixers won by 16. Only nine nine shots, though, in 28 minutes for Joel. (laughs) So maybe that's the net positive, yeah. He's beefy. He's beefy. He's beefy. It is athletic, and he can run and jump, and all that. But you're not going to resign him. I mean, no, it's, it's, a, it's entirely. No, but, a short...
0: I, but see, I'm cool with that with the buyout candidates. I'm totally fine with that. The only and I and I yeah. like Fournier. I just wonder if there's any long-term value, and that's the real question mark. Otherwise, I would have been fine. Like if Fournier had two or three years left on his deal, I wouldn't even be saying anything. I'm like, well, totally you know, agree that next season, the season after, you know, they've gotta they've gotta use this and this guy doesn't break the bank. Maybe they can re sign smart. You know, he's not gonna command a max deal.
1: No, I I think that's absolutely right. I mean that's kind of the way I feel too. Like uh you know you had let me Ross. say this.
0: If they wanted to keep Gordon it's the end of smart without some sort of a move with Kemba. They wanted to keep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: it's either or. So why wouldn't you trade him for Gordon if you were in on Gordon and I can see why they pulled back on that. I can't. I, I do too. That so that was this, yeah. that's got to be the gamble.
1: It's got to
0: feel like is going to re-sign with them and it yeah. was worth a shot.
1: That's yeah, that's my sense too that they feel like they they got a price tag somewhere in the ballpark that they can afford next year. Um the question is how far in the tax do Wick does Wick want to go for a team that looks like this? Right? Like that this is the thing that Danger Cart keeps harping about. And a lot of people are getting frustrated with him because he's very they feel like he's very you know negative. And I, I've kind of argued with him back and forth about it or talked about it with him. And and the issue is, right, like the Celtics have never really been taxpayers other than from 8 to 10. From 2008 to 2010, when they were legitimately entitled... to Pay for a champion. They right. will pay right. for a champion. We're not anywhere near what that Celtics team was right now. Uh, could they get there? Um, it would seem hard to believe. It seems to me there's a move or two that has to happen before you can get there. But you have – if Kemba is Kemba and Kemba can augment to best build up Jason and Jalen, they could. The potential's there. It just seems like we've done two years of this, and it doesn't seem like it's heading in the direction that would lead one to believe that that's what you should do. Right? Yeah, totally. It's, but I also – As an owner yeah. and as an owner
0: of businesses myself, I would not be throwing money – into a situation where there's a downward trend, mm-hmm. I would throw money at it when there's an upward trend.
1: Sure.
0: To really grow, because I've got the right group of people.
1: Hmm. I mean, and, and so there's the argument: says, "Well, the culture."
0: Have- Let me say this: you throw culture at yes. downward trends, yeah. and you throw money at upward trends.
1: That make, absolutely makes sense. I I'm not like I don't think the Celtics should have stood pat today. I don't think that you say, uh, oh, we're not going to do anything to the team on some level. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do something to be like, look, we believe in you guys. We believe um, that this group has potential, but it's not the right mix. Um, but at the same point in time you're not going to go put yourself into the poorhouse to do it. Not that the, these owners are poor, mind you, but the reality is this is, that's, that's the economics of the NBA. So I understand not going ridiculous to pay a tax and go you know, farther, but they had to do something today. They had to add to this team and see if there's a way that people finding their own level, um, Is it likely? No. I think it's less than 20% chance. But they
0: could have made a move without using the TPE, and so it's all riding on whether or not he resigns. In summary, whether or not he resigns this summer, or it does feel like a wasted use of the TPE. You could have made the Mo Wagner trade and a couple of other small ones to send that message. Say it's, it's not a good roster fit, but you know we were really invested in you guys, so we just got to try some different pieces, guys. You might have liked Javante Green a lot. You might have even liked Jeff Teague a lot. You know the fans, not so much this not season. So
1: much. Yeah.
0: But but you might have really liked him. But we had to do something because it wasn't working, guys, and we're committed to you. Like That's an easy message. And so that is a circular conversation at this point when you summarize it, but there's a different angle every time. And the bottom line angle is you did have to send a message, but you didn't have to use the TPE to do it. So there's something about this deal, I think, that the Celtics feel strongly that they can re-sign Fournier. And we'll find out just not anytime soon.
1: Right. The only thing I'd say about not using it, I, I I think that's a good place to stop. The one thing I would say about not using it is that it, you couldn't have felt better about their potential to use it this summer. Because while it would allow them to use the full amount of it, the number of people who they could use to get it with that... Is it
0: does give them a sign and trade
1: aspect, especially if it performs well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and the teams that have cap space this summer um i had i, I had this list up um i was not uh i i didn't think it was all that um impressive yeah yeah i mean i think you know so you're Zach looking at
0: value must. what's
1: that that makes him valuable. yeah so the knicks the knicks certainly could 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 go into the you know into some uh um, into some world where they could pay for them. I mean, there's there's a handful of teams. Uh, Oklahoma City, they're not going to pay. Spurs, maybe the Raptors. Who knows where they're headed? The Hornets, they have big issues. They're looking for bigs. Miami's got is big game hunting. Grizzlies possible. Mavericks possible. Who knows what the Bulls are doing? But that's probably, that's really all you're you're fighting with. And that's assuming you no know, draft picks. I mean, this. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it, but this, so this is like four, five, six teams that you could be competing with. Um, he also seems like the type of guy that seems pretty, pretty. You know, he seems like he wants to stay where he ever he is. He's pretty, pretty um, shook up about the move, and I don't blame him. Um, but. You know, the Celtics, part of the Celtics' problem is they haven't distinguished themselves. But then again, from from a lot of these teams, (laughs) having said that, we've been talking
0: about out of both sides of our mouth this whole show. It's classic. I know. know.
1: sucks. Well, it's, you know, if they took, if they went and got Aaron Gordon, we wouldn't be talking about our our mouths so much and say, it's great, it's wonderful. We would ignore the cap issues. You know, and said,
0: "Hey, this is finally moving the right track, and this gives them a shot to be competitive." Yep, right. I get it. They
1: needed they needed to move people into the spots closer to the spots where they need to operate as players. Yeah. That had to happen. Like that going back to the 2019 issue, like they didn't pull a trigger on deals in 2019, and could that have changed the trajectory of keeping guys or not keeping guys or finding out if Terry Rozier is a guy you want to invest in long-term or moving out Terry Rozier and getting something for him or whatever. Uh, They didn't do it. And so that was our biggest complaint. We thought we were going to get nothing
0: for Rozier. Right. Right. And we did. We just got nothing for Rozier.
1: We got a sign and trade, but
0: no, no, you're not following.
1: Oh, I see. <laughs> Oh, oh that's, that's very dark. That's no, very sad.
0: no, this is just being funny.
1: So, you know, if they have to get rid of Kemba and they have to give up a couple picks to do it, right? So they use their number one this summer. Let's hope it's 16 or higher. Um, and a future one um, to dump into one of these teams' cap space, the Knicks are the team that are kind of like, in my mind, like top of the list, obviously. He's a New York guy and going home and they don't have any point guards. Um, You know, he's not exactly, he hasn't played for Tibbs, but, you know, that would be the the ideal thought is that if you can send him to New York, uh, that would be, you know, perfect. Unfortunately, New York seems to have gotten a little spell of competency in them, and yeah. so it's a Thanks little bit harder. Julius Randall, that's right. So that's but, but a guy but also, I wanted sort of us front. to trade
0: for. That I mean, and way like back when he was just recovering from the injury, I always had a little affinity for him. And who did he come after? Who did we draft ahead of Randall? Was it Brown?
1: No, no, Smart.
0: It was Smart. They're all, yeah,
1: because yeah. I like Randall. yep. Gordon, Smart, he was Randall. Was Brown, yeah. Exum got dealt today, too, oddly enough. But um, How old is Randall then, though? Same age as Marcus, right? So 26, 25, 26? They're the same age? Yeah. I oh, really... Randall, actually, no. Randall might be a year younger because Smart was a sophomore that year. Yep, let's look at it, then we'll, we'll wrap it. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I yeah. I, it's 26. I, there you go. Yeah. Just turned 26. Yeah. Seventh,
0: seventh pick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is fit around these, these, the guys are, is important. Right. And could he play next to Jalen and Jason as the four? He's not a five. Yeah, because he's just
0: so too short.
1: Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I you know I think that let, just to wrap, let's wrap on this kind of topic about like, well, what do we do from here, right? Um, what we've seen so far is that Jalen and Jason, um, they can't do it alone. Uh, I think we've seen across the league that. The guys in their situations, where the I mean, I think you look at the Clippers right now, right? The Clippers kind of had a similar situation as what's happened to the Celtics. They lost Montrez, um, and their team has kind of I don't say cratered, but uh, they made some moves that didn't necessarily work out, kind of like the Celtics did. They had do it all wings who could score and defend. Yep, just older. Yep, and they're and better. They're better. Yep. And they've struggled. I mean, as a team, they've struggled. And, you know, you could say it's COVID and the protocols and, and the, the back-to-backs. And so these guys can't do everything or whatever. Um, but, you know, the, in that situation, you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe you point to them as the kind of West Coast older version of this and say, here's, here's where you go from here. not just us.
0: Yeah, no, here's where you go from here. You know, you're going to pick up some people in the buyout market you're gonna see what happens the rest of the year. You're gonna to try to make some moves in the offseason the best you can, but for the most part, you're just gonna ride this puppy out. You know, you're gonna ride it out, and uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot. Like they're not gonna blow it up, and there's just not a whole lot they have to trade, and they're not gonna have a lot of cap space.
1: So what does what blow it is, up mean to you? What do you mean when you say blow it up? Blow it up means you trade
0: Smart, Brown, or Tatum. Yeah. Uh, Blowing it up does not mean that you trade Kemba. I think it's just it's kind of blowing it up if you give up a whole bunch of picks or assets just to get somebody to take him, and you can't sign anybody else. You're better off just being like Kemba. You don't fit. You're coming off the bench. So sorry, dude. Sucks for you. But he yeah. won't be a badass about it. He's not going to be the bad apple about it. If right. they go to him, that was kind of that was one of the Twitter questions today. Was you know what do you do in this lineup? You know, can you really play him down the stretch? And and the answer's an easy one. Not like he's been playing. So if he can't hit shots down the stretch, significantly reduces whatever value he has to bring to the club. He's got to be a go-to guy scoring the ball in the fourth quarter, period of the end.
1: I'm less I'm less concerned about his ability, you know, his shot making if he was focused on facility, facilitating facilitation of the offense. Right. You know, like that's the thing to me is like can you even afford to have him out there, right? I mean can you, it's one thing to like have him transition into like a Lou Williams or a, um, you know, a, a Jamal Crawford type role, you know, that's one thing. The other part of it is that I don't know that he's, you know, if you do need him out there with those guys, does it work? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure it works right now. It worked last year, but that was, that was ships kind of going in opposite directions, perhaps, you know. That's what I worry about is can they can they build an offense with those three guys together um somewhat going in the same direction you know um
0: yeah, you almost gotta come off the bench
1: I'm okay with that i just I just wonder how hard you have to work how much you have to give up to get rid of it yeah. you know to 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 get off the money to get some you know Frank Milikina and you know, I mean, what are you gonna get from the Knicks that that, uh, you know, you send thirty six million their way, uh, you're not getting quickly, right? You're gonna get, you right. know, Flotsam and Jetsam back. Um, you're not getting D Rose, you know, it's the way that the Tibbs is gonna give D Rose. So, I mean, you're gonna get Flotsam and Jetsam, and and, um, it's probably bad contracts on their part. And you're going to have to probably just You're better off
0: riding it out. That's what I'm telling you. We're just going to ride it out. I'm
1: just not sure if you can afford it. That's the problem to me. Mm, Yeah, you don't have a choice.
0: You're going to have to ride it out, and he's going to have to come off the bench. That may be
1: worse, though, than spending the picks, potentially. It could be. I hope not. I'd rather not. I'd rather see it work, but I just – that's my fear. Is that it's it's just that's the issue.
0: Getting rid of salary you can't spend is like getting a traded player exception and using it on Evan Fournier and not resigning him,
1: or trading away a salary and attaching a pick to it to get rid of Dennis Cantor, or, you know,
0: <laughs> Aaron
1: right. and sending away you know instead of having whoever on your roster. Um, again, I think that stuff's overplayed, but. I, yeah, no, I, I, it's how much how much cost is there really in it for you? And at this point, the sellers can't afford to give up players. But, you know, it's it, I guess what I'm saying is there's a cost to not do anything and to not give as much as you can to what you have on the floor. And that's why you did the TPE deal. And you got to hope that that cashes in for you. But uh, next year. How much do you have to give up to maybe reset that balance? I mean, like you said, yeah, you don't want to do a lot, but no, I'm just worried. I'm just worried that Kemba will be too far from what they need to be playing with. Look, with one full off season,
0: everything's kind of feeling normal again. They work out. There's a good chance that Kemba comes back and is tradable next year. There really is. And, and and there's a chance that the reason that they look like they suck ass right now is because they're tired, right, just like we all are. We're tired of watching it, but they're tired, and they just can't muster that energy up. And maybe when the games are on the line, like, it's it has seemed like for a while now, back to December, when they were battling through the injuries, right, and just trying, waiting for Kemba to come back, it has seemed like the whole season – that they're only giving enough to stay in the playoff hunt. They got nothing else in the tank to give night in and night out, and they've got in their minds, they've got nothing left to prove, right? They made the all-star team. They did it like there's just no other carrot, and they had a short off season. They've been struggling with injuries forever. You know, they probably figure, like, screw it, man. At this point, with all the injuries, we're not going to be at the top we're not going to be a top seed, so we're not going to get home court. Top three teams are pretty strong. Who gives a crap? We're not falling to eight. We're going to play one of those three no matter how it shakes out anyway. Like, let's just coast a little bit and save it. And that, that definitely, we're going to end on this because I'm falling asleep in the middle of my own show. Um, that could definitely be a thing. That could be a thing in that locker room.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it
0: could, it could. You could see how somebody could get there pretty easily.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think, I th- to me, it's probably the most likely outcome, you know.
0: And it's why Sacramento didn't want to trade, because they're staying in the hunt, and they're hoping that they can just give that extra when they get to the postseason. You know, we may... Yeah. Such a, our team so is more likely than theirs. Yeah. Oh, my true. God.
1: I, I can't even with oh Sacramento. No. Oh I no. can't even. I oh just no. I can't. We got to table Jeez. for next week. Yeah. That
0: be, that's another 30 minutes.
1: Though, here's just one. Yes. I just want to say that in terms of the buyout stuff, we didn't talk about this, but the auto porter thing, oh. I really think we got to keep an eye on that because I, I, if Phil's saw the tweet, I mean, basically, his agent is David Falk. David Falk, yeah, I saw that. On yeah. a Celtics, former Celtics, and you walk know, buyouts, right? Evan Turner, uh, um, you know, and and Greg Monroe, really the last kind of big buyout guy the Celtics got a few years back. So, you know, right now he's saying I don't want to go anywhere. Why would he want to play in Orlando? That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, you know, frankly, they gotta want to get rid of him. It's a, I think it's a leverage thing that they're all kind of working out and I fully believe he's going to get bought out. And then the Celtics will, you know, I, I he's the guy I'd rather have than Drummond, honestly. Because I think he actually... One, a well, the way, yeah, no, shooter. I
0: get it. With all the bigs, it just doesn't way. make any more sense to add bigs. It right. makes more sense to get more wings, take the load off, have more flexible lineups, switchability on defense, the whole thing. You know, you're kind of like mimicking what we would have had if Gordon Hayward had stayed healthy and it fit right. But now we have so many different pieces you can fool around with. So, yeah, I get it. And I love, you know, it's going to be interesting to see now that they have Fournier what some of those lineups can look like with Thompson at center instead of them being so disjointed and having, you know, because most of the time he's been playing alongside Tice, as a pseudo wing and he's not a wing and that's going to do it for this week's episode of celtic stuff live i'm justin poolin he's john duke that was the trade deadline and it's a wrap